Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an emergency episode of Slash Film Daily. We have gathered into the bunker for an emergency episode because a lot of Star Wars news has been dropped upon us. Uh, I, I was actually out at a junket covering the new Pixar film Coco when the news hit, and there was no uh, there was no service phone service there. So, literally, when I walked into another room, my phone blew up with like. 50 text messages and messages from Slack uh, because of this news. And you're probably wondering what this news is. If, if you are, then you haven't been on social media. And the news is there is going to be a Star Wars TV show and a Star Wars, a new trilogy of Star Wars movies. Uh, this is Peter Soretta. And joining me to talk about this on today's emergency edition is Slash Film Weekend Editor Brad Oman. Hello. And Nerdist writer Amy Radcliffe. Hello. This is your first time on here. Amy, you, you are a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, I, I, I do like the Star Wars a little. That is 100% true. Yeah, you, you have a Star Wars tattoo. I have two of them. <laughs> what are the Star Wars tattoos that you have? I have uh, the Rebel Alliance symbol and I have a silhouette of an X-Wing. So people probably know our background with Star Wars. Uh, could you give uh, the listeners a little bit of your background with, with, with the franchise? Absolutely. I kind of came to it late in life. I didn't see it for the first time till I was in high school when the special editions came out. And even then, I watched the films, enjoyed them. But what really made me fall in love with Star Wars was the Clone Wars. So I've really only fallen head over heels into this fandom in a very super healthy, obsessed way uh, since, what, 2007, 2008. Oh wow, that's I, I I didn't even realize that there'd probably be someone on this podcast that was kind of they, they fell in love with Star Wars from the Clone Wars. Yeah, that, that is crazy. Um, okay, let, let's start at the beginning. I think the biggest bit of news is that Disney has announced that they are doing a new Star Wars trilogy. That Ryan Johnson is returning to helm the entire new trilogy, and that it is going to take place in a new part or a, a 
far corner of the galaxy and will feature new characters. And this will be separate from the Skywalker saga. Um, you, you know, uh, I, I think this surprised everybody because I think we were expecting them to announce a new st- trilogy of, of Skywalker saga films that we're going to follow Ray Poe and Finn. And um, what, what are your general reactions? Let's go first with Brad. Yeah, I mean, I was positively floored by this news. You know, I, we obviously always knew that something was going to follow after Star Wars Episode Nine, but we didn't know what. Um, and just thinking about the idea of having an entirely new trilogy that is separate from the Star Wars saga, like, my brain is, almost doesn't know how to process it because I just don't know what that looks like. I don't know what a movie looks like that isn't, you know, about this battle between light and dark uh and you know jedi and the, and the dark side um it's just yeah it's, it's a lot to process so the, the possibilities are endless and i just with, with with a filmmaker like ryan johnson at the helm who is such you know a creative genius i i can't wait to see what he has in store for this new trilogy you know obviously they hired him because they liked what he can do behind the camera they gave him the last jedi and I assume that he came to, you know, maybe came to them with this idea of, you know, a, a story that spans at least three movies. So he, he must have something incredible here if Disney and Lucasfilm aren't trusting him with an entirely new branch of the Star Wars saga. I just I'm, I couldn't be more excited. When Lucasfilm parted ways with Colin Trevorrow, I, I was so gung ho on Ryan Johnson doing episode ten, and when it was announced he wasn't, JJ was as much as I like JJ. I was so disappointed to hear that Ryan Johnson wasn't coming back, and it, apparently this is why. This is the reason why, and I, I think um, he's going to be a little busy. Yeah, I think he's going to be a little busy, and, and I think this, if anything, if we know nothing about this, but if anything, this shows you that Kathleen Kennedy, Lucasfilm, and Disney. Are it like had such a great experience with Last Jedi that they're happy with Last Jedi. Um, Amy, do you have any uh, general thoughts on your your first impressions on hearing this news? You know, kind of similar. I'm really excited, and I kind of just assumed after Episode Nine they would do another trilogy, but pick it up with Ray, Poe, and Finn. And I wasn't sure how I felt about that because I don't want the I want those films to stay the Skywalker saga, and depending on heritage questions or who comes into focus more i just don't i don't want that to be an endless saga i want an ending so to hear that we're i'm just i'm excited for ryan johnson i think it speaks volumes that that he's you know one of the only actually the only i think uh director of new star wars that hasn't had some sort of uh reshoots or help or rewrites and i think it speaks volume that, that they trust him to do something completely different and that's the part i'm most excited about that he gets the opportunity they even say in the release to have a blank canvas and we need that and i think ryan johnson is is the one to you know kick that off it's a good choice yeah before we get to the blank canvas i do want to talk about um Obviously, you you alluded to you know the Skywalker saga, and you know if it went with Ray, Poe, and Finn, that might not be following the Skywalker saga. Or one of them might not be a Skywalker in lineage. Um, we don't know that. We don't. But uh, Kathleen Kennedy was on the the Star Wars show, I think, last week or the week before. And she said that they were looking at the next 10 years of Star Wars stories, quote, we're looking at narratively where that might go. Future stories beyond episode 
nine with th- these new characters, Ray, Poe, Finn, BB-8. We're also looking at people who are interested in coming into Star Wars. So it is interesting because I'm, I'm wondering, does this mean that th- this story ever, like, are, are these, is this new trilogy going to replace the standalone movies? Like, is this going to be the every other year and then we're going to continue with the, the story, Ray's story, the, the Skywalker uh, saga stories in between? What do you guys think? Oh, that's an interesting thought that they actually could kind of flip flop it and make because, you know, we still have one more standalone to come. But so far, the standalones have been very close to or overlapping with things we already know. So I kind of like the idea of them flipping that and making the sequel trilogy kind of the new, not the new Skywalker saga, but the new like anchor. And then the standalones around it could revisit with Ray or Kylo or whoever makes it out of this, you know, episode nine. I, I, cause I want more of those characters. I just don't need another trilogy about them. Yeah. And I, I know I've said this on the podcast a bunch of times, but when they first announced they were doing a new Star Wars trilogy and standalone movies, I assumed that the, the standalone movies would be like new characters and that yeah. the, the saga would be the old characters. And it's been kind of the opposite. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, we'll get into the TV show a little bit later, but um, I'm just wondering, do you, Brad, do you think this could signal the end of the experiment of Star Wars standalone movies? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, there's there's so much opportunity to tell standalone stories that don't need to be part of a larger story arc that I can't imagine that Lucasfilm will just be like, uh, no, we're done with these Star Wars stories. Um, but you they, know, ha- they have had a lot of problems. I mean, yeah. they, have, they have had some problems, but I, I don't think that's any reason to necessarily bail on the idea of having stories that exist outside of a trilogy. Um, you know, this is the first time they've ever tried something like this, and you're bound to have, you know, growing pains. I mean, you look at the beginning of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you have Incredible Hulk. So And uh, Iron Man 2. And Iron Man 2, yeah. Sure. So it's, it's not as if you're going to be perfect when you're starting off on this new endeavor, and Star Wars is such a, you know, a revered, beloved franchise that, you know, you're not going to please everybody all the time, and you're certainly not going to, you know make the best decisions when you're first starting off um, as we've seen, you know, on the other side of the comic book equation with the DC extended universe. So I think that just hitting some, some speed bumps shouldn't deter Lucasfilm. I hope it doesn't because I think that you don't need an overarching story spanning several movies to create good star Wars movies. Um, You know, I I really enjoyed rogue one. I hope Han Solo is good, but I want to see standalone movies that, are isolated stories that expand into new areas of the galaxy we haven't seen. And while I like the idea of a new trilogy going outside of the Skywalker saga, I don't necessarily think that we need a whole new franchise in order to do that. So I, I hope that we get both. I would like to still see some alternating between what you know we see as milestone episodes in a trilogy and standalone stories that don't necessarily have anything to do with those stories. I wonder if... You know, this new thing with Ryan Johnson will kind of be a more of a test case for them in that I feel like issues with the spinoffs and standalones have kind of more been that Disney and Lucasfilm still want it to be Star Wars and they've hired directors that have very different visions and there have been, I feel like, communication issues. This is all coming from speculation standpoint. For sure. So I kind of wonder 
if maybe they'll come back to that after they try. Let's try this big, huge new thing and see how see how it goes. And then maybe we'll have a better idea of how to work in different ways and let Star Wars be different than this one thing we've known it as for, for 40 years. I just wonder, what, how do you... How do you market these movies? Like, you know, obviously the standalone movies, they're marketing as a Star Wars story. So that's how we differentiate those from the Skywalker saga movies. So you have this trilogy, this new trilogy. How do you, if you're going to be still (laughs) making Skywalker saga movies, how do you differentiate this as something different than that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to think of like that marketing meeting, what what fun they'll have being like, you know, it's the other it's the other one, the the unknown characters trilogy. That's probably a great thing to call it. Yeah, one of my friends was uh, was wondering if they're even going to have Star Wars in the title of the movie to differentiate it. I think they would have to use the Star yeah. Wars brand, but uh, I don't know. Um, okay, so you hinted at before the the end of the Skywalker saga. Do, do you want to see the end of the Skywalker saga at Episode Nine? Yes. <laughs> I, it's one Why? of those things I'm like, yes, I think I do. But as a fan, will I really want that? I think it's just a story that, you know, started such a long time ago. And we thought it was over already. We got this blessing of a new film. And, you know, it very much has, I think, Star Wars. One of the reasons I really like it is is its parallels and the way it kind of repeats some themes. And we're definitely getting that so far with the sequel trilogy. But I think it is time to... To one way or another, to bring that family to an end—not that family to an end—that sounds really mean. Uh, that story <laughs> to an end. I, I, because... I can imagine. I can imagine Luke Skywalker in a cave saying that Skywalker's must end. It must end. But just because it's a it's a big galaxy, and I'm ready to go out there and and get to know new people, and I'm ready for new generations to get to know and grow up with new people and the and. I mean, they're kind of, they're kind of doing that yeah. with Ray Fo, and Penn. Wow. Ray and Foe and Penn. Wow. It's their mere universe names. Yeah. Um, just ready for something new. Yeah. Um, Jacob Hall wrote, wrote in the site that basically that, you know, Star Wars has been good at creating the illusion of a big universe, but we've always had kind of like followed the same people in the same places. Um, so I guess what I'm asking, you know, this is definitely going to be in a, they've said it's going to be in a new place with new people. And uh, if, what would you like to see that be? Let's go. With, let's start with Brad. Oh, of course, you're going to start with me. Jeez. Um, I mean, I I definitely want to see stories. I think that venture outside of the kinds of heroes and villains we've seen so far. I I feel like we've spent enough time with the struggle of the Jedi and the Sith. I would like to venture away from characters that use lightsabers and are Force-sensitive. As cool as they are and as much as I love those characters, I think that we need to focus on characters who are not like that. So, like, uh, you know, assembling some kind of team. Like, for, for whatever reason, I don't, I don't know, I, I'm picturing some kind of story that's almost like a, a Lord of the Rings-esque story set in the Star Wars universe, you know, following some kind of ensemble on this sort of grand adventure that spans three movies where they're trying to accomplish something. And it's not necessarily, you know, a simple battle of, of good and evil. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is definitely about that, but like they also, it's, it's about the, the journey itself. And so, you know, where there's all these obstacles in the middle to overcome and it's not just about fighting, you know, a single villain or um, that kind of thing. And so, 
Yeah, I mean, it's tough to get more I mean, specific. It, than that. It, it's it, you know, it, it could be said in a different era. It could be like Knights of the Old Republic, which could be exactly what you're like looking for in that description. Uh, Amy, do you you have a whole article on ideas? For... Yeah, it's a uh, it'll be up tomorrow morning on Nerdist at six a.m. Pacific time. Uh, in case anybody is super curious, uh, tomorrow being Friday, right now. Um, I think to get away from the timeline we know and, and characters we know, and to avoid anyone being able to say, "But where was this character when this big battle was happening? Why weren't they part of it?" They need to go very far in the past, very far ahead, or do something in a completely different area. And I think one area that has potential is because they specifically say, you know, he'll explore, no, he'll introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy that star Wars lore has never before explored. I don't know if lore means legends titles as well, but I think unknown regions would be a really interesting area for them to go. That's a part of star Wars, the galaxy that's separate from the galactic civil war, all the bananas things happening between the the rebellion and the first order or resistance and, you know, all of those groups. And they've mentioned unknown regions quite a bit in the current storytelling universe, like in Thrawn or aftermath empires end and in some comics. There's, a, there's also some hints, some hints that Snoke might be coming from, from there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, that's one way they could stay concurrent with the timeline we Wait, know. Wait, so could this be a Snoke prequel trilogy? No. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Peter. Uh, go away. <laughs> um, but my other thought is, like, the, it's the Old Republic area where they could go thousands of years back. That's a huge timeline that's not, you can jump around even the legend stuff if you wanted to and stay away from Revan or, or characters like that and... You get the Jedi hook, which is probably nice for Disney for marketing purposes and for merchandise purchases uh, reasons. I don't know what I just said. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, no, for, uh, I think um, one of the problems with setting it now or setting it during the original trilogy time is as much as I love the Star Wars comics, they do this often where it's kind of like you're running into people that sh you should it just seems ridiculous. Like, you know, Luke has a running with, with Boba Fett when in, you know, he's blinded by the, the sand. Yeah. So he doesn't see him. So it can make sense within the trill, you know, the series. And, and I think they need to get away from that. I think you're right. I think they need to set that someplace else. I would, I would actually be interested in seeing, you know, when they were, when George Lucas was developing that TV series, he was trying to develop it in like the, what the curse on, um, like the underworld, oh, the underworlds, yeah, yeah, and I, I would love to see something that takes place kind of like in the, you know, that kind of the, the crime world, the scum and villainy of the Star Wars universe. And I feel like if you set it there, you could kind of get away from Jedi and even the Empire. Although I'm sure the Empire has some dealings with those kind of people. Um, but uh, I mean, I've, I've been joking, you know. Actually, when when we when we hire people for slash film, uh, we we do this. Um, we do this test where we have them write a fictional um, news post. And uh, the, the last run, we actually, uh, the people we hired actually had to um, write a news post about Martin Scorsese directing a job of the hut gangster film set in Star Wars. <laughs> and I feel like uh, as much as that's funny, I think I want to see that. Maybe not job of the hut, but like, I think I want to see something set in that kind of gangster world. I think that would be interesting. 
Um, and so, something we really haven't delved into. I mean, I guess Clone Wars has a little and Rebels a little bit, but not, you know, we haven't been set in that world. But um, no, it hasn't been. Nothing's been solely focused on that. Yeah. So what what do you guys think? Uh, lastly, on the movie side, what do you guys think of Ryan Johnson as the Helmer? Should I mean, I, I love him as a filmmaker. I'm so excited for this. Um, but one side of my brain is also telling me. Shouldn't they have hired, you know, shouldn't they have given someone, you know, shouldn't they have tried to find a female filmmaker to helm a Star Wars movie? Shouldn't they have, you know, do you know what I mean? Like more diverse voices. Like, is is that stupid of me? I mean, I love Ryan Johnson and I'm, I'm, I'm no one going to love this because I, I love everything he's ever done. Uh, what do you guys think? That was my second thought was, oh, wow, a new Ryan Johnson. Could they maybe not hire a white dude? <laughs> so, Brad, like, I'm on, I'm in the same place as you are, Peter. <laughs> Brad, any thoughts on that? So, does the announcement say that he's directing all three of them? Just the first one, okay. as of right now. So, yeah, I mean, so there's well, still it, some... it says he's planning it. So, yeah, so, yeah. So, I'm ass- so, I'm assuming he's writing it, although it's not said. Yeah. So, I think there's still some open possibilities here for, you know, Lucasfilm to expand their horizons as far as hiring more diverse directors is concerned. Um, you know, and it's like, you gotta look, I think you do have to look at it from Lucasfilm's perspective is you do want somebody who is already at home in the Lucasfilm, you know, and Disney family, like Ryan Johnson just did star Wars and maybe he already had this idea, you know, that he came to them with and was like, you know, I've, I've, I've thought about this. It's like, I think that this, you know, might be something that you do. And like, and that's why, you know, he's doing it. It's not, maybe it's not that like, they like they were looking for somebody to start a new trilogy. Maybe that he already just had this idea. And so that's what it is. And so I, I think that there'll be plenty of opportunities for star Wars to do the right thing and hire more diverse directors, both, you know, from, um, you know, as far as women are concerned and also, you know, people who aren't just white dudes. Um, and so I, I, hopefully, you know, we'll get to see them make, expand that. But as far as Ryan Johnson's talent is concerned, I'm I'm all in because much like Peter, I, I've loved every single movie that he's directed. Last Jedi looks incredible. And, you know, it'll be really disappointing if I end up not liking it for some reason. Um, but, yeah, I'm just I'm just so excited at the thought of, you know, getting any new Star Wars movies that don't feel familiar yeah, I I, I, I want to echo the same thoughts of, like, I want to see more of this galaxy. That's kind of what I was excited about when Disney bought Lucasfilm, is being able to meet new characters. And I, I know we have done that with Ray and Finn and Poe, but I, I would like to really explore the galaxy outside of what we're already seeing. And I think these films, I hope, my hope is that these this new trilogy will be a way to do that. Um, Amy, do you have any last thoughts on the movie side of things? Give me all of it. That's all I got. Sometimes I'm like, there's going to be too much Star Wars. Like, I don't know. But then the second something gets announced, I'm like, no, there is no such thing. I'm so excited. And honestly, and you know, and this is going to sound maybe a little crazy, uh, especially to hardcore Star Wars fans. But I would really love to see them start diving into stuff that maybe doesn't completely feel like what we expect a Star Wars movie to feel like. Like, Marvel is, is uh, you know, with Thor Ragnarok, they're starting to step into more specific genre territory. And, you know, Fox is going to do it with New Mutants soon by making, you know, a comic book horror movie. And I would really like to, I think it would be cool to see a Star Wars movie that really goes for comedy like Thor Ragnarok does. 
or something that's almost like a crime thriller set in the Star Wars universe. Like, I think that there are a variety of genre stories that can be told in the Star Wars universe that don't necessarily have to be these, you know, epic sci-fi adventures, but they can be different kinds of stories. That's something that I would like to see happen. It might be a long shot. Um, and I, I, you know, there's no guarantee that that's something that fans want, but I think that would yeah. be really cool to see. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because when, when we first learned what Rogue One was, uh, you know, a year before Disney announced what it was, uh, you know, we heard it was a heist film and I was like, oh my God, it's going to be like Ocean's Eleven in the Star yeah. Wars universe. And I was like, that's going to be so cool. And Rogue One was good, but it wasn't It was not that. a heist movie though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did well. It, I guess they stole something, but it didn't have that, that vibe. Yeah, it didn't feel like a nice movie. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the TV news. Brad, how, how about you tell us what happened in the TV news? Yeah, so this this news came hot on the heels with the, the new Star Wars news. Um, Walt Disney Company chairman and CEO Bob Iger uh, was having a quarterly earnings call for Disney, and he offered up the announcement that they're working on a – uh, officially working on a new live-action Star Wars series that is um, going to be part of the, the company's new streaming service that is expected to arrive sometime in 2019. Um, that's really all we know for fact right now. We don't know what the show is going to be about. We don't know of any creative talent involved uh, or anything like that. It's But this is supposed to be the first live-action Star Wars TV show. You know, We've seen plenty of animated shows before with Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels most recently. Uh, but this is the first time we'll actually get to see a live-action Star Wars series. It's not the first time it's been attempted since we previously had Star Wars Underworld in development, it was, uh, well, which was we talked about briefly before, um, that was supposed to take place between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Um, but, you know, much like the new Star Wars trilogy, there's a lot of potential for this TV show here because it allows, uh, hopefully will also allow them to venture into certain areas in the Star Wars universe that have yet to be explored because we really can't do, I don't think we can do too much as far as tying the Star Wars TV series into the movies because the scope of the movies is so much bigger than I think what they'll be able to do on TV, you know, even for a company like Disney who has endless amounts of money essentially. But I think that this will be an opportunity to dive into areas that don't have you know direct ties to the stories that we already know because you know even some star wars rebels while it introduced all these cool new characters and uh side adventures there's still ties to what's happening leading up to the original star wars trilogy and we still see characters pop up that we're familiar with just like we do like peter talked about with the comics yeah so but i think there's a lot of potential here for sure so this new movie trilogy, they said it's about new characters. Does this mean that this new TV show might be about characters we already know? What do you guys think about that? I don't know. I'm not sure that you can effectively do that without. Well, you could do it... like a young Obi Wan show, or you could do. Uh... Yeah, but I feel like if if you do that, then like you're you're gonna expect it to be on the same level as you know, a Star Wars movie, and they're not going to be able to deliver that quality or that scope with a live-action TV series. It's just going to be too expensive. I think my concern in that area would be more about, you know, casting issues. Like, if you are anywhere in an established timeline with 
familiar characters, people would be like, well, where's so-and-so? And why isn't the actor that played him in the film, if it's, you know, a sequel trilogy, why aren't they playing him in this TV series? And I don't particularly think a, a live-action TV series is going to afford be able to afford. For sure. Uh, I mean, you know, I've been watching Star Trek Discovery on CBS's uh, streaming service, and if if they made a Star Wars show with that budget, I would be happy because it, it, it looks good. It doesn't look like they have the same locations in every episode, which is a, a problem that I think even plagues uh, Star Wars Rebels, you know, that they can't build too many locations because it's, you know, cost prohibitive. It's budget. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as much as I love Rebels and I like Clone Wars, uh, you know, they have a lot of standalone episodes and I, I want more of a serialized story. So I'm, I'm hoping that this is more like what we've come to love about the uh, the error of peak television and we get a really strong, you know, serialized story. Uh, Amy, do you have any any thoughts on what you want for this TV show? I do. And I'm just kind of like pie in the sky, not considering the practicalities of, of actors or, or FX. But I, I have a couple of ideas I would love to see. Uh, one, my first one, uh, which is no surprise given my X-Wing tattoo, but like a Rogue Squadron TV series. Yes, please. That, yeah, that... Right? That, you, you can pull, the, pull that off on a budget really well. I mean, Battlestar right? Galactica did that kind of stuff really well, and that was, what, 15 years ago or, or 10 years ago or something? Like yeah, that? and I think, that, I think that could be a blast. You could pull names from Legends books, the X-Wing books, or not. You could kind of dance around, like, the Wedge Factor uh, the Wedge Antilles Factor, and, <laughs> and I think that would be a really fun, like, action-packed, uh, potentially sci-fi, you know, well, obviously it's set in space, but kind of like that more BSG feel. And also, one that I think could be interesting and makes me think more in BSG is the the First Order kind of began out of the remnants of the Empire, and they left the Battle of Jakku and kind of headed off into through the unknown regions to the secret place to kind of rebuild. And I think a series focused on the first order building and how they kind of survive out there and how they recruit. Like, I think that has potential to be interesting too. Hmm. Brad, do you have any ideas for this new TV series? Uh, I think a TV series focusing on a team of bounty hunters would be pretty sweet. Uh, you know, sort of an, an ensemble of, you know, these people who have no allegiance, who are tasked with finding people. Like, you know, you, I mean, well, it, you it, it could be the, the Boba Fett story. I mean, they were doing that TV, that uh, video game that was essentially going to be, you know, the Boba Fett story. I forget what the video game was called. Uh, 21 oh, was that something. The level 13, like 13, yeah, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13 or something. Yeah. 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 I don't want Boba Fett anywhere near this. Um, Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't yeah. I, I don't know. Cynical me tells me that we're not getting three new movies with completely new characters and a TV show with completely new characters. Like, I just don't think Disney. I mean, look at what they've done so far. That's yeah, fair. But here's the thing. I, I don't think that I think that you could have Boba Fett and this this is where it would be fine. You could have Boba Fett pop up because, yeah, Boba Fett's like this rogue guy and he doesn't want to mess with any other bounty hunters. He's his own dude. So at some point, this bounty hunter team would come face to face with Boba Fett and they're both after the same bounty and they have to deal with him for, you know, a few episodes or so. Um, but I, it would almost be the star Wars version of, you know, a procedural show in a way, like, you know, they have, you know, somebody new they have to track down every time, almost like, uh, I guess like star Wars meets person of interest, 
kind of thing. I, I think it would be pretty cool. See, I, um, I, I want less episodic and more serialized. Well, that, that's the well. See, and this is what a lot of people don't re- didn't know because I don't think enough people watch the show. Oh, but person person it, person of interest started as being procedural, and then it became much more serial. So I think that you can do both. That's good because I gave up in the first season because I got tired of person of interest being so serial. Yeah, it t- it uh, you mean you mean procedural. I mean procedural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's as it goes on, it takes a really cool turn, and it beca- and there's a um, it still has a procedural element for sure. But there's definitely an overarching serial story that starts to carry through in the later seasons. I know um, Ryan Johnson is a big fan of Westerns. I wonder if there's some kind of like Western take on Star Wars that he could be. I mean, actually, we're not talking about Ryan Johnson anymore. My my brain keeps like going. There's just too much news, guys. It's a lot. <laughs> it's too much news. Uh, I Okay. Uh, I guess the last question to ask about the Star Wars TV show is who you'd like to see as the showrunner. I think the number one person that is probably going to be on my list and probably Amy's is a guy named Dave Filoni. Um, he has done wonders with Rebels and Clone Wars. He knows this universe like no other. And he's kind of hinted um, slightly that what's up next to, for him might not be an animated thing. You know, he's kind of, um, I think he was recently quoted as saying he. Uh, followed uh, Ryan Johnson and was like learning, you know, how to do live action from him on, on set. Amy, do you have any thoughts on who should be the showrunner? Should it be Filoni? That's my number one choice, and I do feel a little guilt because I'm like, I, I also like, I it's a white dude, but Dave Filoni has done such a remarkable job with the animated series and what he's what he's been given, and he learned directly from George Lucas in ways that I don't think any other you know that ryan johnson didn't or that other maybe nobody else has because he worked with him so closely at the beginning of clone wars and i want him to get a shot at live action something and if he's a showrunner i definitely based on what he's done with clone wars and, and rebels i feel like he's aware that he needs to bring a diverse behind the scenes team to the show yeah, and he he's it feels like he's hitting the barriers. He's hitting the walls with Rebels of how serious and how adult of a storyline he can do and how serialized of a storyline he can do on Disney XD. I would love to right. see him given a, you know, this this canvas to do something on the level of, you know, what we're seeing from like AMC or FX or HBO, that kind of a live action TV show. Um Brad, do you have any ideas for showrunners? Uh, I mean, Dave Filoni definitely seems like the best and most obvious choice for sure. But I also feel like uh, giving Ronald D. Moore a shot probably wouldn't be that bad of an idea. I mean, that, yeah, I guess that's a more obvious choice because of his you know background in Battlestar Galactica. I, w- I was also thinking, like, what about Brian Fuller, who was supposed to do Star Trek Discovery? Uh, I know he's more of a Star Trek guy, but, but that could be really cool could be cool uh, and you know i'm going to suggest this name and i know a lot of people listening to this at home and you guys are probably going to get mad at me but what about damon lindelof uh, i knew this was going to happen <laughs> well <laughs> wh- why not like i i don't know i like how he creates worlds and creates mysteries and with something like star wars we're you know we don't know if the skywalker saga is ever going to end uh, maybe maybe that's the galaxy for him to play in. 
Don't get me wrong. I I like Damon Lindelof for the most part, but I just I feel like we're setting ourselves up for disappointment in that one. Um, uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. They're they're way too busy with Westworld to. to make <laughs> no, that. no, no, that's true. Uh, but by that token, Ron he's Ronald D. Moore is busy with Outlander. Oh uh, yeah, that's true as well. Um, no. the, the I couldn't really think of a good uh one. I I would love to see a visionary like. Noah Hawley, who does Fargo and Legion, oh, and or, Legion. or uh, Sam Esmail, who does Mr. Robot. But both of those guys, like, are, like, writing every episode, directing every episode. They're, like, insane, and I don't think they have the time in, in this world to, to do a Star Wars TV show. Amy, do you have any any last thoughts on possible showrunners? I'm terrible at names, so no. No. <laughs> I'm like, I can't <laughs> think of any. I'll tell you. I mean... Head. Guys, we can see what Chuck Lorre's up to. I bet you he's got some, you know, no, no, nice, no. nice multi-cam that one. Star Wars sitcom. You know, he can come with cool Star Wars catchphrases. I just hope that this isn't like a, <laughs> like a, this doesn't feel like a, a kid's show. I know the kids are going to be watching this. I just feel, I just hope that because this is live action, that they know that they have to appeal to a more adult audience and. I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I do understand that Star Wars is for everyone. Star Wars is for kids. Star Wars is for me. It's for you. It's for your mom. But uh, yeah, I, I just would like to see a more elevated TV show. Is there any last thoughts on the TV show from either of you? Yeah, I agree. I want something. I don't need dark. It's, for something to be geared towards adults doesn't mean it needs to be darker. But I feel like. We already get some of that balance in the kids series that we've seen, the animated series. So I want more of those elements from those series plucked out and shaped into a DV show that's geared a little more towards, you know, not 10 year olds. Yeah. And I should go on record and saying that I, I wasn't I wasn't suggesting that I wanted a Boba Fett TV show. Good. I'm just, I'm just being very cynical in my thoughts of I think Disney is going to have to anchor if they're doing three original films I think they're going to have to anchor this with the character we know sadly but uh, maybe I'm wrong prove me wrong Disney come on <laughs> uh, but yeah, which, I think... which which character should be the anchor then <sighs> Boba Fett <laughs> I, I mean he's so well known by the average. They've, like, all, they've also know. played out like all this um in, in the books, which Amy, I know, has read a lot more books than I have in the new books uh, with Boba Fett. Like they've kind of hinted that he's crawled out of the Sarlacc pit. So they could, yep. they could either do a prequel thing or they could do a, you know, a thing later in his life. Maybe I, I know, guys, I'm not suggesting this. I'm just I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm in the room giving ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I think that does. I think we we we've said enough. We we we've gone on for I think almost forty minutes here. So uh, I guess Amy, tell tell everybody where where can they find more of your work online? Folks can find my writing on nerdist.com and starwars.com, and I co-host a Star Wars podcast called Lattes with Leia. That's such an awesome name for a podcast. Uh, Brad, where can we find more of you? Uh, I'm always writing at slashfilm.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Anderton. 
Uh, I've got a podcast called Go Flix Yourself, F-L-I-X, on iTunes and other podcasting platforms. But I'm probably going to be spending most of my time working on my big Star Wars CBS sitcom pitch with Kevin James. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, Guys, you don't want to see Kevin James running the Moss Eisley Cantina and dealing with just some <laughs> crazy bar, you know, uh, customers. I think we got a hit here. By the way, that would be the worst possible TV show set in like the Mosa Isley Cantina, and it just like have every episode would have like a character from Star Wars history come in, and it would be like the cameo of the week. And that's where that's where like the Star oh. Wars version of, version of Friends hang out. That's like that's like their it's coffee shop. Cheers. It is. So your your pitch is Cheers in the Star Wars universe. Yes, exactly. Star Cheers. <laughs> okay, maybe that I'd watch. <laughs> okay. You can find more of me on Slash Shelve. You can find uh, me on Twitter at Slash Shelve. You can find this podcast published every weekday on iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, all the popular podcast apps. Please go to iTunes, give us a rating, give us a review, spread the word, and we will see you tomorrow.